Welcome to Design 30. My name is Jason Bilyeu, and in this podcast, I provide design strategies and tools to improve creativity, innovation, and overall design confidence. Today, I want to talk about three things in particular. The first topic is just talking a little bit about uh, one of the reasons I'm doing this podcast, just trying to give you a little bit of insight into my motivation behind this and what's kind of driving it. Why am I releasing an episode every Monday? And then the second topic is I released a new Substack this past week. So I want to touch on that real quick. And then finally, I use the term design engineer pretty frequently. And last week I talked about product design because I, you know, the more I thought about it, I was like, well, maybe not everyone is used to these words. Maybe people don't really understand, well, what is a product designer and what, what does product design actually mean? You have an idea of what it means, but how does it fit into the overall business, uh, the business case of a company? And so this week I want to talk about design engineering or what a design engineer is and just give a little bit of an overview, give you a better idea of what I mean when I say design engineer. Uh, Because so often what you think, or at least what you'll find if you look up product design, a lot of it is UX, UI, designers, website design, app design, which is awesome, right? There's obviously software engineers involved in that and a lot of other different types of design and engineering. But a design engineer can be involved in so many different things. For example, I, in my day job, work on cryogenics, and I would consider myself a design engineer. So we're gonna dive just a little bit into that, give a, an overview of what a design engineer is, what they do, uh, maybe a little bit of the job outlook if you decide to become a design engineer. Um, yeah, so that's the three topics I want to cover in this episode. Before we dive into that more, as always, you can find Design30 on Instagram. You can also find me on Twitter, which I've been doing a little bit of a Twitter push recently, just trying to see uh, what I thought of the platform. Is it worth investing in? And I'm actually really liking it so far. I don't, I don't know if you are on Twitter or not. And I know there's all of the typical political uh, craziness on there, but that's basically on all social media sites, right? So I, I think something about Twitter that I really like is how easy it is to post and interact with people. Uh, Instagram is fun, and obviously it's easy to comment on other people's posts, but it's actually more difficult to uh, just share content uh, spontaneously. On Twitter or on Instagram, you have to you know, create this nice post and it's all about making your profile look good. And, and there's a lot of an aesthetic to it, which is fun. It's fun to cultivate that and kind of plan out what the, aesthetic, the aesthetic of your, your Instagram page is going to look like. But on Twitter, it's just so easy. You don't really have a page that you're cultivating the look of. So you're really just, you're posting thoughts, you're sharing uh, stories, articles, uh, it's easy to share pictures and videos. So it's really a pretty, it's a pretty fun app so far. I've been, I've been pleasantly surprised based on a lot of what I've heard about Twitter, but 
it seems to me as long as you are following interesting people and interacting with interesting people, that's what you're gonna your experience is gonna be. So much of social media is you get out what you put in, right? And what you cultivate it yourself in a lot of ways, right? The algorithm is looking to see what you're looking at, what's taking your attention, what you're putting your attention into. So it's what you're searching for, it's what you're liking, it's what you're resharing. So in a lot of ways, you can really, you can, I don't know, force the right word, but you can cultivate your social media to provide you what you want to see. So you can actually take ownership over what you're seeing on your social media rather than letting your social media control you and, you know, fall into all these divisive, political, stressful conversations. Uh, unless, Unless that's what you're into. Some people are really into politics and they love having those conversations. Uh, so really, I think you kind of get what you put in. That's That's been my my experience so far. So yeah, you can find uh, Design30 on Twitter. As I said, it's been, it's been pretty fun. So I've been sharing quite a bit of content there. So make sure to maybe create a Twitter, follow me there if you already have one. And then uh, finally, I'm also on Substack. So you can become a free or a paid, if you want to support the podcast, subscriber. Uh, to the Design 30 Substack. Oh, and then finally, uh, there's also YouTube. So you can subscribe to the Design 30 channel on YouTube. Okay, so now getting to the first topic. Uh, Why? I've talked a few times about my uh, inspiration and what's driving me to do this podcast. And one of uh, the reasons has just been kind of sitting in my head this past week and I just wanted to reiterate it and talk about it here because that's what I get to do on this podcast. I get to talk about my random thoughts and you get to listen. So one of the reasons why I'm doing this is it's pushing myself to uh, be a continuous learner. It's something I've always enjoyed. I've always been, not always, but since uh, college especially, I've been a pretty avid reader, always trying to learn about you know, history and new ideas and product design, of course, and even reading books on artificial intelligence and books on, oh, let's see, what else is on the list? Oh, The Hero's Journey, Joseph Campbell. So kind of a pretty wide, some people would say random collection of books. Um, but it's all been about continuous learning. And so what I wanted to do with this podcast was like, well... I love learning about product design. I want to become a better product designer, a better design engineer, which we'll get into more in a bit here. So maybe it'd be good to actually share these ideas because teaching, right, is one of the best ways to learn concepts. And it's one of the best ways to really embed these ideas in your head. So that was one of the main goals of this podcast is like, I want to take these ideas, these things I'm learning about and reading about and try to formulate them into a podcast that is interesting and it's concise and hopefully it's clear. Hopefully it's something that uh, is beneficial to other people. It's something that other people can take something away from and find some value in. So it's all about this continual learning. So I'm not coming on here and be like, well, I'm the expert in product design. And if you want to become the best, you need to follow these three simple rules. No, it's not, it's not like that. 
it's me coming on here and providing you with things that I'm learning about, things that I'm thinking about, things that I find interesting. And I'm assuming if I find it interesting, there's probably other people out there who also find it interesting. And I'm also trying to pass on things that I've learned in my career, things that I'm experiencing right now. Because there's so, I don't know, if you, especially if you don't have a mentor in your field of work, there's so many little things that it just takes time and experience to learn. But if you have someone who's already gone through that, uh, you, you know, it won't be the same if you learn it through experience as if you hear someone else tell you. But at least it can help prep you a little bit. I mean, there's things in, in design engineering that I just, I had no concept for until I actually experienced it and went through it. I mean, just these little simple sayings that I throw out there a lot, like simple is hard. Like That's something that never really dawned on me until I actually had to design like a really simple part. And you realize how complicated that actually that is. It's so much easier to design a complex part and you just add all of these features. There's a different feature to do every single function that the product has to perform. But if you have to make something simple, like, well, it needs to be one part and it needs to perform all of these multiple functions. That's actually a way more difficult problem to solve. And so I think that's just a useful bit of advice that people should be have in their head. They should be thinking about it. They should be prepared for that. Um, the other piece of advice that I throw out there a lot is feel the pain. And the whole idea behind feel the pain is you really need to put your hands on the products you design. You need to understand the pain points of that product. You need to build the product. If you're going to have somebody else build it in a manufacturing setting, you need to make sure that you have put that thing together yourself and you felt all of the pain points of what the assembly process is. So something like that is also just this you know, little nugget of wisdom, I would say. It's pretty simple, but at the same time, if you actually take that to heart and apply it to uh, your designs and your your products that you're going to be producing, it's going to have a huge impact, in my opinion. It's something that you you don't know until you know it, and so it's nice to at least get a little. It's nice to have someone plant a seed about that, so it's on your mind when you're you're working through new designs. So yeah, that's why. I'm interested in doing this podcast. I'm trying to provide these new ideas that I'm learning about. I'm trying to, uh, you know, build the skill and the ability in myself to convey information concisely to further embed it in my mind. So I'm trying to improve myself. And then also just trying to provide these little nuggets of wisdom, these little ideas that I think can be beneficial to lots of other people and especially people who don't have a mentor necessarily in their field. Maybe you're, you could be working by yourself. Maybe you're working from home. Maybe you're a contractor. So that is my motivation and one of my goals for this podcast. Next, I wanted to just give a quick uh, update that I released a new Substack this past week. So as always, if you aren't subscribed to the Design 30 Substack, make sure to go do that now. You can become a free subscriber. You just put in your email and you will get all of these things that I'm writing sent directly to your email whenever I publish them. So this most recent post that I came out with 
is called Leaders Create Clarity. And this was something that I've been thinking about over the past couple of weeks of just what is it about a leader that you know, we like, we enjoy, what makes a good leader uh, in all these different uh, aspects of life, right? So it could be a coach in sports. It could be perhaps someone that you worked with in graduate school, or it could be your manager, or your boss at work. But what is it about them that makes them a good leader? And obviously, there's a lot of different characteristics of a good leader. But in my mind, I recently just started thinking a lot about this idea of clarity and how good leaders, especially a lot of the good leaders I've had in my life, have this ability to create clarity. They help you understand your role. They help you understand your responsibilities and they make it really clear how to achieve, whether it's the goals of the project, whether it's the goals in your life, they make it really clear on what you need to do. So here's just a quick excerpt from this uh, uh, most recent post that I have on Substack. Good leadership will maximize the output of design team, but bad leadership can absolutely tank a project. In design, what qualities separate the best leaders and managers from the others? I've been thinking more and more about the leaders in my life who have been the most impactful and those who have been able to get the most out of me. The context has been ever-changing. A coach in sports, my PI in graduate school, or a manager at work, but the qualities have been consistent. One such quality, which has recently been on my mind, is the ability to create clarity. Leaders create clarity. So that's just a quick little excerpt from that most recent Substack post I came out with. So if you wanna read the rest of that, make sure you become a subscriber to the Design 30 Substack. Again, you can be a free subscriber, or if you want to support the podcast, you can also become a paid subscriber. Now let's move on to what is a design engineer? So a design engineer is, it's a pretty broad term. Uh, It can encapsulate all sorts of different fields, a lot of different skills, uh, a lot of different things. But I do think it is a good, uh, it's a good concept, it's a good, job title to understand in a little bit more detail. So really a design engineer is anyone who's using more of engineering principles, uh, science principles, mathematics, things like that to, of course, design products, which we talked a lot about product design last week. Uh, You could also be designing systems or you could be designing processes. So you don't always, as a design engineer, have to be making the physical product yourself it very much could be coming up with a new system and maybe it's a, a new manufacturing system. So you're coming up with, you know, you've probably heard of lean manufacturing or uh, there's the assembly line that Henry Ford came up with. So a design engineer could also just be designing uh, these different systems and processes that are used to produce products. So you could be much more on the Uh, process side or more on the designing the system side or you can be on the product side where you're actually designing the physical products uh, that are going to be held in someone's hand or I mean it might not be a physical product either as we discussed a little bit ago it could be uh, a website a UX UI design that would also be 
someone who's a design engineer, uh, in that case, usually a software designer or a software engineer. Uh, so it could be something that's not necessarily a physical product, but it's a product that uh, people are interacting with. I've said it quite a few times that uh, design is an organized approach to solving complex problems. So really, you can use design in probably almost any field. Any, anytime you're trying to solve problems, right, there's some aspect of design that can be utilized. So it's a pretty broad uh, description of, uh, of, of a job, essentially. A design engineer doesn't say exactly what someone is going to be working on. I mean, there's industries all over that a design engineer could be working in. For example, you could be working in the aerospace industry. You can work in the automotive industry. You can work on consumer products. Maybe it's consumer electronics. Uh, it could be working in the field of energy, working on windmills or uh, solar cells or all of these different things. You could be someone who's uh, perhaps you're in manufacturing. You're, you're trying to figure out the best way to uh, efficiently manufacture a product. And if you want to talk about solving problems, and a manufacturing engineer has so many problems that they have to solve all the time. So that's, that's definitely a place where design mindset uh, can be critical. Uh, it could also be uh, designing medical devices. That was actually something that I thought I was going to do initially after finishing graduate school. I was very set on uh, working for a, a medical device company. There's a few big ones that I'd applied to. Uh, Medtronic I knew a few people at. I uh, just taking or uh, just taken a, a biomedical engineering class, which was really fascinating. So medical devices, there's tons of opportunity there for some really cool design engineering work. And then, of course, you also have software, uh, and then you could be working in telecommunications, just a very, very broad scope uh, of things to work on. So if engineering is something you're interested in, if design is something you're interested in, uh, you should look at design engineering. It's a really cool and really rewarding uh, field of work that I've really enjoyed so far. Um, there's lots of different uh, roles and responsibilities within design engineering. Like I've been saying, it's a pretty broad uh, thing, but, but that means there's room for a lot of different personalities, a lot of different skill sets, and a lot of different interests. Overall, if there's something about engineering or design that you're interested in, you can probably find a design engineering job to work on that. And as a design engineer, you're going to be doing a lot of similar things to what we talked about last week with product design, but you're going to be doing uh, uh, product research, uh, a lot of product development, obviously. So that's conducting research to better understand your users, to better understand the market that you're going into, uh, better understand the technology that already exists out there. And then you're also going to be creating and also testing prototypes, uh, very similar to what we talked about during the product design phase. Obviously, as an a design engineer, you're going to be working a lot through these product design cycles and things like that. So you're going to be able to build a lot of prototypes. And like I said before, this might be software. Uh, it might be something physical that's in your hand. And you're going to be able to run a lot of tests. Some people really enjoy 
testing things and designing and developing tests. So as a design engineer, that's something that you need to be good at. Uh, you probably won't be doing that solely. There'll be a lot of other responsibilities, but testing is going to be a huge part of that. And then you also need to be able to think through the manufacturing process of how someone is actually going to build this product. And so you might not be a manufacturing engineer, or you could be, but you need to be able to develop a manufacturing process. You need to be able to pass the information on to your production team, to the people who are actually going to build this. And at your company, you'll likely have some manufacturing engineers who will be helping you through that. Uh, they'll be critiquing it and improving it once it's actually released uh, to the production team. But as a design engineer, understanding the manufacturing process is huge and that should feed back into your design very significantly. Uh, and that also connects back to what I touched on earlier as well with uh, feeling the pain. So you need to understand the manufacturing process so that you can understand the pain that people are going through to actually build the product you designed. So that's why you should put it together and build it yourself first so you can actually personally uh, feel the pain, all the different pain points, and often you can figure out how to solve those. And it's a lot better to do those or to solve those problems during the product development process rather than once the product is released and you have to go through this whole engineering change order. And it's just a lot more, a lot more work because likely the production team has already ordered a lot of those parts. You got to figure out if you can rework them, if you can scrap them. It's yeah, that's, that's a word of advice. Try to, <laughs> to figure out as many ways to find all of the problems with your product as early as possible. But if you can solve as many problems as possible, obviously before you ship the product the first time, I mean, this sounds, it sounds very obvious, but it's also something that happens a lot. So I really wanna push, uh, really wanna push this point that if you can find as many ways to find as many problems with your product before you ship it, that it's gonna save you so much time, so much money, so many headaches. So just, yeah, the more problems you find in product development, that's not a bad thing. That's a very good thing. That's where you want to solve them. Uh, some other responsibilities of a design engineer are you're going to do probably a decent amount of writing. You need to be able to describe all of the technical uh, specifications of the product. You need to be able to write a project plan. So there's actually a lot of writing involved. And so that's why that's something I push a lot is you need to uh, practice writing. You need to uh, try to write somewhat, I would say regularly. Uh, if you're in school still, make sure you take some writing courses or that you're taking courses where a lot of writing is involved. It's just, it's such an important skill for all aspects of life, but especially as a design engineer, it's going to, it's going to be a way to separate you from your peers. And it's also going to make your life so much easier uh, in an engineering environment. Cause you're also going to be potentially moving up and managing projects. That's something that a lot of design engineers, a lot of mechanical engineers, a lot of other engineers eventually move up into a management role. And in that role, you're also doing a lot, lot more writing. So that's a great skill to have. And then finally, as a design engineer, you get to interact and work with a lot of other people, a lot of other different types of people. So you're going to be working with other engineers. 
You may be working with other scientists at your company. You're going to be working with your production technicians. So being able to communicate with all these people is incredibly valuable as well. You're going to need to be able to speak essentially a different language with your scientists, maybe a little bit of a different language with your production technicians, a different language with your sales team. So there's a lot of communication involved as well. So to me, a design engineer, it's a pretty broad position and it requires a lot of different skills, which is one of the things that I actually love about it. I love that I get to work with our sales team a little bit. I get to write uh, some project plans. I get to write some specifications. I'm working on my writing skills. And then I'm also working in SolidWorks and designing these parts, you know, in our 3D CAD systems. And, and then I get to order those parts and we, a lot of them are machined parts. Sometimes they're 3D printed parts. So I get to 3D print them. And then we get all of our machine parts that we order from our different vendors get to build up the system and actually physically put my hands on something and test things. And then I'm designing test plans. And so there's a lot, a lot of different things to pique your interest, a lot of different things to do. So if you're someone who has probably a broader set of likes, you don't have one specific thing that you just love doing in engineering, which is great if you do. Maybe you're that person who all you want to do is design tests and run tests. Some people love that and you can become a test engineer. That's a great role for you. And then there's other people who have just a broad set of interests and that's where I fall. Like, I like doing this thing. I like working on this for a little bit and I like talking to these people and those people. So that's where design engineering has really just been uh, kind of the home I found within the realm, within the world of engineering. Uh, it has enough variety, keeps me interested. I feel like I'm continuously learning things. And yeah, so that might be something you're interested in, uh, interested in as well and a good reason for you to move towards design engineering. And then finally, design engineering is also uh, a field that is growing. Uh, there's obviously a lot of new products that are always being developed. As the economies grow, there's new products being developed. So it's a field that is projected to grow. And just to give a little bit of an idea of you know, what's, if I become a design engineer, what kind of salaries am I looking at? Things like that. And it's kind of hard to say. I mean, it's a pretty broad spectrum of salaries. Uh, if you're looking at the high end of salaries, you could be earning, at least I'm pulling this from uh, some statistics from indeed.com. The high end is around 130,000. Uh, I've seen some that get up to 150, 160,000. Uh, but then a lot of the lower end or the starting side is, you know, it's lower than some occupations. You're looking at uh, probably 55 to $60,000 starting. And according to indeed.com, the average base salary for a design engineer, which again is a very broad term. So that's another reason why the spectrum is so wide. But the average salary right now is about $85,000 per year. So I think that gives you a, a pretty good idea of what you could be looking for if, if you're getting into design engineering right now. Obviously, if you're a few, few years out, these numbers could change uh, somewhat significantly. So there you go. There's uh, a quick overview of what a design engineer is 
And so my thoughts on design engineering, why I consider myself a design engineer and am really enjoying it right now. It's just, there's so much to learn, so much to do. So yeah, there's always new things that you're, you're tasked with as a responsibility. Uh, You're constantly having to do research to learn about new technologies. And yeah, I don't need to get into all of that again, but that's design engineering. It's an awesome field. I encourage you to do a lot of your own research if it's something that you're you're looking to get into. And it could also be maybe you're looking for uh, a little bit of a career pivot. You know, design engineering, depending on what your background is, could be uh, a really cool place to move or to pivot to if you're looking for that next step or just something new in your career. And so that's where I'm going to leave it for today. I hope this episode gave you a little bit more insight into why I am doing this podcast. I hope it reminded you that I have a new Substack out. And then also, I hope that it gave you a pretty good understanding of what a design engineer is. And with that, I hope you all have an awesome week. And as always, remember, design more despair less. Thanks for listening.